Tonight, I can report to the American people and to the world that the United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden. Where we continue to follow the capture and killing of Osama bin Laden now. Those are just some of the scenes overnight as thousands of Americans gathered in celebration of Osama bin Laden's death. Former Navy SEAL Rob O'Neill says he has thought about the mission every day since that May Day in 2011. Multiple conversations you had with Rob O'Neill over the past year and a half. How'd you get And you described that his head kind of exploded yes. when you hit I, him. Yes, I actually hit him three times because I shot him twice when he was standing and once on the ground. That is the fucking American badass. Go, go, go. We are not going for fame and we are not going for bravado. We are going for the single mom who dropped her kids off at elementary school on a Tuesday morning and then 45 minutes later she jumped to her death out of a skyscraper. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. I'm Rob O'Neill, and this is the Operator Podcast. All right, welcome back. Thank you for joining me on the Operator Podcast. I am Robert J. O'Neill, former SEAL Team 6 operator, current host of the Operator Podcast. We call it that because I used to be an operator. In special operations, right now I'm trying to figure out what it is that I do other than talk to you. You're an operator too if you're doing whatever it is you're doing to keep the lights on, keep things moving, keep the family going, take the trash out, all that stuff you're operating in. What I like to do is um, give you my points of view on current events or historical moments and whatnot, and then I want to hear your feedback at at the Operator Podcast on Instagram. Like I've mentioned before, that's the one that's not restricted. Uh, do check out at McHooya, M-C-H-O-O-Y-A-H. Uh, that does get restricted quite a bit because uh, I think I'm, I am I do talk to them once in a while and ask them why I'm restricted, and I'm, I haven't gotten an answer yet. I'm assuming it's because of, of some gun stuff. I have I have been put, I put guns and stuff on there. Watchtower Firearms, I'm associated with. The, check out the Nisro, Watchtower Firearms, man. Um, kick-ass guns over there, pistols, rifles, the Nisro's awesome. Check out Watchtower Firearms, man, they're dope. Uh, but I th- I'm assuming that's what it is because what I try to do in between podcasts is um, oh, I'd like to go live sometimes, but they won't let me because I'm, I'm, I'm on punishment. But um, here we are, 74. Very cool. Thanksgiving's over. That was great. I hope you had a good one. We had a good one. I got a... An Airbnb up in Massachusetts. Went up there with some family. Had some great dinner. Made a turkey, made a ham. Had a bunch of good desserts and the like. Went up to Boston Harbor and checked out uh, where the Boston Tea Party was. We're coming up on the 250th anniversary. And that's that's just cool up there, man. I love getting up into New England and, and uh, going through some of the historical stuff and what happened there. The, um, the, Boston, the Boston Tea Party is obviously uh, taking a stand against taxation without representation. Uh, and, you know, why do you want to be governed by someone that's 3,000 miles away from you? Kind of like now, we sort of have representation, but we're still getting the shit taxed out of us, which is great. I love, uh, you know, what is it, 38%? Paying 30-plus percent of my paycheck to people who have a $33 trillion deficit. Uh, debt, if you will, the deficit's a couple trillion, which is still awesome. Um, but yeah, we get a we get a pay. T- you know, a lot. You know, it's a lot of the same. A lot different. Taxes suck, and the people you send them to don't seem to do the right things with them. As opposed to send them to the King of England, we're sending them to the King of Washington D.C. Spend my money, spend your money, 
spend it on whatever. It's not, you know, you're going to get your paycheck. But it's cool to see that, though. I I, I want to get back up there and um, and hit uh, more parts around there. Uh, uh, Provincetown's awesome, where the Mayflower came in, and then obviously Salem, um, um, Plymouth, Mass, where they land. And it's just it's 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 cool because I, I talked about Thanksgiving and the Mayflower and stuff like that last week, and just to like I I try to imagine the coddled lives that we have now compared to what the pilgrims and what the natives had back then. Cause uh, when I went to the Boston tea party, they had one of the boat. I mean, they call it a ship. It's a boat. It's a wooden boat. And they crossed the Atlantic a lot in those things. And if, I mean, if you can imagine just the, um, the, uh, the conditions that you're like, it's bad enough to be at sea, right? Bad enough to be seasick, but consider just the darkness, the lack of anything crammed in with people who stink just as bad as you do, crappy food. You're going a few thousand miles at two miles an hour with limited visibility, kind of bobbing like a cork. And when you get there, I mean, go outside right now, unless you're in Miami. Uh, but they were, you know, the pilgrims were aiming for Jamestown, Virginia, hit. Um, Massachusetts, Cape Cod, and then you're just there. Like the, the shitty ride over. I mean, just, just, a, I, I talked about it last week how small those boats are. All the people, they're all crabby. You're going to die. Like you're, you're not even, you're just, the, the amount of people that left aren't even going to be there when you get there. And then you're just there. It's not like you're going to roll up and there's a uh, Motel 6 left the light on for you. Like you start building. Where are you going to go? It's cold, it's windy, it sucks. And it's just amazing how we got from, from there to here, I mean, and the tribulations too. I am going to cover the Salem witch trials, which is essentially just a bunch of teenage girls accusing people of stuff because it gets them attention, but it gets other people in a lot of trouble. And it's kind of like their version of like Facebook. You know, run your mouth, blah, 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 accuse someone of something, get likes. And uh, they went, and it was all because, you know, it's all because of... <clears throat> Not because of God, it's because of man's either interpretation or misinterpretation of God that was getting people in trouble and still does to this day. It's it's always about, uh, you know, you don't believe what I believe, or you don't believe a certain way I believe, and then you get these people, they're burning people to the stake like crazy people, and then a couple hundred years later, they all turn into New England liberals. So what's changed? I heard a great show, too, speaking of religion, too. This isn't mine. But I, I just laughed because it was so funny. You know why um, Mennonites don't have sex standing up? Because it could lead to dancing. <laughs> it's funny because they don't allow dancing. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, but the, uh, I'd love to hear if you had any Thanksgiving issues. I was watching some primetime TV this week, and they uh, all it was about the misadventure they got into. And it's, I mean, I had nothing terribly exciting. Nothing got burnt. You know, we saw some stuff, and then... Uh, I love hanging out in Boston. It's pretty good to be up there. But here we are again, episode 74. What are we going to talk about today? I think we're going to get into a little bit of the hostage stuff. That they say the hostage exchange, which I think is bullshit. It's not the hostage exchange. It's the, uh, we'll give you twice the number of convicted terrorists for the babies you kidnapped. And then the the um, <clears throat> the people here will protest for genocide and stuff. Anything that rhymes with genocide, they'll start yelling at people, which is great. Um, I want to get into a little bit about firearms and stuff. I did mention Watchtower Firearms. If you, if you don't have one of those, you got to check them out. That's a great company. Ray Cashcare, former Navy SEAL. Love that guy. He's a part of it. Uh, I've had uh, Jason on here, the CEO, talking about the Second Amendment. That's always good to talk about. 
especially now with what's happening and how it's just become apparent recently that you really do need to be able to defend yourself because chances are no one's coming to save you. And even if they did, are the people coming to save you really on your side? Because God knows who's who's doing what now, whatever. I mean, we got open borders on the south, but we're still, we've got uh, Homeland Security following, and FBI following around people who might have been in Washington, D.C. for a layover on January 6th, but now they could be terrorists or, the, or the, the, the concerned parents that were kicked out of PTA or school board meetings, and then they're the bad guys as opposed to the actual bad guys who are out there. But the uh, the the gun thing, it's it's important to get proficient, and I think you need to have them. There's, a, you know, there's obviously stuff that you, you should have for your family, for yourself, in case the simplest way to describe it is in case shit turns off. And that's going to be, you know, electromagnetic pulse or just everything stops working. Can you take care of yourself right now? Can you be the guy at the Mayflower that builds shelter? And um, do you have a, a way to defend yourself? Because who knows how soon after everything shuts off will it turn into complete martial law and anarchy i mean people are running through and stealing stuff now you imagine when it comes down to uh, well there's nothing my iphone doesn't work my car doesn't work and uh we need food i used to use the m4 charge card when i carried an m4 and the way that works is is you have a car i have a gun now i have a car and a gun it'll work for you too so i mean i'm not saying to go um you know, go eat your neighbors until at least day three. Um, but I mean, to def- if you have the stuff and you need to defend your family, a deterrent will work. God forbid a shotgun. <laughs> I, I bring up a pump action. I have two. I actually have two right next to me right now. I love pump action shotguns. Um, but, you know, you need to have that stuff uh, to defend, potentially be offensive if you need to move. Um, I'm not saying you need to quarter a horse, but if you need to steal a horse, a gun helps, right? I'm not advocating stealing horses. I'm saying how the hell are we going to get out of the cities? Interesting, interesting stuff. But um, it is, you know, you needed to be able to defend yourself, and I'm pro-Second Amendment. We've had the conversation before where I've said that I don't think crazy people should have easy access to guns, and I, God forbid, said we should maybe have a conversation, but we're not allowed to have a conversation. Um, You you do not, let me just preface or profess let me let me just say that uh um you can't give the government this especially this government an inch they'll take a mile so um yeah you know what i'm gonna do check this out i'm gonna turn a green light on back there because that just looks cool uh, i looked at myself in the camera and realized my green light wasn't on i have to have that i have guitars back there see those i get yelled at about the guitars they're not in a case i got more guitars to bring up here and i can't play a note but uh, they're cool to look at but yeah so with the concealed uh stuff too that's important now because you're you're seeing with uh the these ridiculous leftist talking points with letting cr- criminals out and not prosecuting them and criminals are going to do what they do and they're, they're just taking advantage of situations but you know you don't want to get carjacked you don't want to be in a spot where you know, God forbid you're with a family member and someone comes in with a gun because you, I've seen videos recently that are horrible of people rolling into a place, looking at the clerk, looking at the poor dude buying his can of chew or whatever, and then all of a sudden he blasts both of them, takes a guy's watch. Um, you need to be able to defend yourself. Conceal care if you can. Highly recommend that. On that, I do want to tell you, I just uh, found out about Muddy River Tactical. Uh, MuddyRiverTactical.com. They're these kick-ass holsters. They're... Um, they, they sell like the clips for the belt. Now, when I say clip, I mean clips, not a magazine. And I don't want to get in that conversation right now. Don't 
you don't put it, you don't put it, the, the clip goes on your belt and then, you know, concealed holsters, Muddy River, uh, Muddy River Tactical has some of the best ones I've seen too. If you go to muddyrivertactical.com, use code the operator, you're going to get 15% off when you check out. And these holsters are badass, man. They are um, CNC control, computer numerical controlled. That's a machine, uh, computer, provide a level of efficiency, accuracy, consistency that would be impossible to achieve otherwise. Uh, made by a family that couldn't find uh, great quality holsters that were made at a reasonable price and in the, in the USA. Uh, these guys do it now. They are um, they got inside the waistband, outside the waistband, uh, light bearing options, range holsters, duty holsters, really cool stuff you can carry around. Um 15-day risk-free trial. If you don't love them, you can send them. You're going to love them. I love them. But uh, if you don't love these holes, just send it back. Full refund. Um, if you go to muddyrivertactical.com, the operator has your promo code, 15% off. Uh, no BS. Lifetime guarantee on these things. Um, they're just smooth. They look cool. they got leather. they got other kinds. They're awesome. Just go do me a favor. Go check out muddyrivertactical.com. Get yourself one of these holsters. Before, if you don't have your concealed carry, get that too. But very important, badass holsters, American-made. Um, and just by, uh, like I said, a family that wanted great holsters, made in America high quality, couldn't find them, made their own. So check out MuddyRiverTactical.com, code the operator. And while you are doing that, because like I said, you don't need to, I'm not encouraging you to go take your neighbor's stuff just to defend what you have too. Um, you need to also make sure your family is good to go. It just... The whole um, the belief that something bad won't happen and then it does. You just want to be prepared. I always say be prepared. We 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 talk preparation, but it is clear the unthinkable is here. Our most trusted institutions now deceive us boldly every single day. Something clearly is very wrong, and time is short to become more self reliant and secure the future for your family. I talked about emergency food. Seriously, act today with My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply, the country's largest preparedness company, is more than equipped to stock your shelves. Their best-selling three-month emergency food kit provides delicious breakfasts, lunches, snacks, dinners that last up to 25 years in storage. I have some down in the uh, in my basement right now. I got some at my parents' house, at my kids' house. I love them. And right now, if you order, it's $200 off. You get over 2,000 calories every day. Just add water and heat, and then you eat. Make sure every member of your family has a three-month food kit from My Patriot Supply. Go now to my special website, preparewithrob.com, for a $200 savings. And if you order by 3 p.m., it'll uh, ship that day for free. Same-day shipping. Order by 3 p.m. It is best to have emergency food and not need it than to need emergency food and not have it. Go to that cool website, preparewithrob.com. Dot com and take $200 off. Preparewithrob.com. You will not be disappointed. It gives you peace of mind and your family and yourself. You are all taken care of. Preparewithrob.com. Also, because it was just Thanksgiving, um, you've been to the supermarkets. I'm assuming you've seen the prices. It's pretty expensive, even though. You ever notice the administration doesn't want to tell you? Corrine uh, Jean-Pierre gets up there and just, I mean, you can only say who you're going to believe me or your lying eyes so many times. Like they literally just get up there and tell you, no, it's fine. The, the shelves are stocked. You didn't see black Friday was crazy. You didn't see it. It's all there. It's, I think a lot of the reasons some of this, the, um, the shelves are stocked is because it's, people can't afford it. And it's not necessarily that, um, that stuff has gotten more expensive. It's because the dollar's not worth as much as it should be. 
Uh, and it's going to go away too because you got to figure it's just a note saying that a bank can back it up. But with the way, the, I mean, the, the way we're just shitting our money to DC, the way they're printing money and funding everything, because there's so much personal power and money from foreign wars and stuff like that, it's almost spooky to think that they're, uh, you know, what what happens when the money runs out or stops being um, worth anything? I, I've seen it before. I, I think I've mentioned before my first deployment. With SEAL Team 2 was in 1998. We went to Turkey. And Turkey had been through shit like this, too, where they were just printing money, printing, printing, and all of a sudden it's not worth as much because there's so much. It's not rare. And I went to see the um, the movie Armageddon. Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck, Liv Tyler. A lot of great... That's a great movie. A lot of people didn't like it. Some people told me the deep impact was better. I'm not buying that shit. I'm, uh, I, I'm an Armageddon guy. I think it's great. I think the opening scene is great, too. Um, just when... <laughs> Uh, I think it was Eddie Griffin. I've mentioned him before. He was on the bike with um, Little Richard, his dog. See, I've seen that movie a couple times. And then the the uh, meteor shower hit. Those were actually a bunch of Buds instructors, too, that were in the movie that were um, manning the computers and talking about bogeys inbound, blah, blah, blah. Those I remember those are some of my instructors, actually. I remember when that movie came out, um, Armageddon. I saw it in Turkey. Seven million lira to get into that movie. Deep Impact was not better. It wasn't worth $7 million, but it was worth $7 million lira. But that's it's what happens when they just print everything and nothing is worth anything. And then you're, um, um, you know, going to your, uh, going to your stash or whatever. But what uh, I have talked about this before, what is always going to be worth money is precious metal. So you got to get into that. And I've, I've talked about Allegiance Gold before. And I'm, again, dead serious about checking them out. Because unless you've been living in a cave or in one of uh, those tunnels built by Hamas... You know that we're on the verge of a full-blown war with a lot of different people. Plus, this administration, Biden's policies, have left us with financial problems we haven't seen in 50 years. We call that half a century in the biz. Inflation, it's killing our savings, and we're looking at two possible interest rate hikes that have professionals like Warren Buffett and Jeremy Grantham, who predicted three major crashes, worried. This means your savings and retirement are in serious trouble, so you don't need to risk it. Secure your retirement with my friends at Allegiance Gold. Whether you prefer physical silver and gold or simply want to protect your IRA or 401k, you can trust the professionals at Allegiance Gold. They've earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry, and their relationships are based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Just this year, central banks bought over 800 tons of gold with China leading the way, and that is not an accident. Don't put it off any longer. Go to protectwiththeoperator.com. Cool website, protectwiththeoperator.com. Do it today. Or you can call 844-790-9191. 844-790-9191. And you can get up to $5,000 in free silver with your qualifying purchase. Protect your future now with Allegiance Gold. Protectwiththeoperator.com. Protectwiththeoperator.com or call them 844 $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase. Protectwiththeoperator.com. And also with Thanksgiving comes football, which is always awesome. They actually, so they had uh, football on Thursday. They had football on Friday. Then obviously college football on Saturday and NFL on, on Sunday. A lot of football this weekend. I think that was the first Black Friday football football game played that's pretty cool i'm a fantasy football player i actually tweeted you if you don't play fantasy football it's i mean it's fun because i was a washington redskins fan my entire life and i don't mean my entire adult life 
I'm talking about growing up in Butte, Montana. I would lie to my mom and say that I went to the 7 o'clock mass at a different church so I could stay home if the Redskins were on. Because up in Montana, um, well, when I was growing up, we had like two, maybe three stations total. And one game might be on. Sometimes we get two, an NFC and an AFC. Rarely were the Redskins on TV. But if they were on, I would lie about going to church and then I would watch the Redskins play. But I was a Redskins fan forever. They, due to the glorious invention of political correctness, because I'm assuming a few um, white liberal attorneys in Washington could pretend they were offended by the name, because the Native Americans I know were not offended by it, and it's just awesome because it's, uh, it's, not, it's not a mascot. It's like an identity for a warrior. But they took the Redskins away. There's rumors of it coming back. And I jump back on board. I can't get on board with the Commanders. Washington football team, I could have lived with, but the Commanders, no. Commanders to me, well, I've heard two stories. I've heard the Commanders because uh, that was the only option they had because Redskins faithful were so pissed off at Dan Schneider, the owner, former owner of the Redskins, that they took every possible website that sounded cool, like the Hogs or the Skins or whatever, and they the Commanders, which to me is fitting for D.C. because that's a douchey um, – um, beltway type officer that hasn't really gotten his feet wet, but has a great parking spot, a commander, take command, or a politician. <laughs> it doesn't sound like, you know, the hogs aren't commanders. And it's nothing, look, it's nothing against the organization now or the players, certainly, because the players busted their balls to get where they are. And I'm not trying to be a – I mean, if you make it to the NFL, you are a badass. And the coaches and – I've and every NFL team I've dealt with, incredibly professional, um, The from the front office to the, um, the trainers to the players. <clears throat> I actually spent a Thanksgiving at AT&T Stadium in Dallas in Jerry Jones' suite one year, and that was sweet. And the Redskins were still a team, and I'm supposed to hate the Cowboys, and after going to that thing hmm, – Hard not to like that. But, okay, the point is um, Redskins, uh, now that I don't have them, because it, w- along with the name, I'm not trying to sound like a big victim. Like I always say, people are raised to be victims. I'm not trying to sound like I'm whining. But the love just left. Like They took the wind out of my sails, and um, I just can't. There's nothing there. You know how you get passion for a team? And, and American football, bear with me, I have to say that because other people are listening to it. And football is football, you know, overseas. I guess cricket is really popular somewhere. <laughs> um, that was I just saying. Um, offended Redskins, whatever. Uh, shit. Well, fantasy football. It took the win out of my sales. There, there's. You have to to watch football, American football, from a very young age to get to know the rules, to understand the rule. There's so much shit going on in, in football that if you weren't raised in it, it's like speaking a, a really difficult Asian language. Like if you didn't grow up speaking it you're probably not going to get it that good so i mean even if you watch now a lot of the refs that are reffing don't know all the rules and it's pretty apparent either that or they really want taylor swift at the super bowl if you know what i'm saying which i think they do but uh i lost the the i tried man and it's just not there's not a loyalty to a team i love certain teams uh bears are awesome i love going to chicago i've been to games up in green bay you gotta love the packers and their fans the, go pack go they uh the packers fans are so nice they like offer the opposing team cheese curds and beer and wish their team good luck uh, up there. So that's funny. Uh, Miami is the best time. The Dolphins, man. That's that. 
a game at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami is as good as it gets. I mentioned my friend Tom, Tom Garfinkel, who's the president and CEO of the Dolphins, and he just turned that place into everything from uh, Grand Prix racing to there's a nightclub in the stadium, uh, like a nightclub. Like it's like you go in there at halftime and you say it's a one o'clock game and halftime's at like two thirty or three. It's like nighttime up in that piece, and nobody cares about football. But um, I, the, you know, the passion's not there for me. Like bleeding burgundy and gold. But now I play fantasy football, and I love it. I think that's great because that's where the NFL red zone comes in, where you can turn the TV on. and let's, Who's that dude, by the way, that does all the games? He's got his shit together. He's awesome. Like, he goes from game to game, and the, it's called red zone because the red zone is from the 20-yard line into the end zone. And they go to each game that's there, and that motherfucker has got his shit together. He's like, uh, he's like pulling the El Presidente uh, shooting drill. If you've never done that, the, uh, you know, one, two, one, two, one, two, and then mag change, one, two, one, two, one, two. El Prez, busy, busy as shit. But uh, fantasy football is fun because you pick your players and you're, cheer- you're cheering for different players. A lot of people say it ruined football, but I don't think it did because uh, you can bet. Betting's fun and getting it. I'm in, a, I'm in one of Bob Mennery's uh, leagues, and it's a blast. Uh, and I, what I love about it, the two, I've, I did mention last season the what you have to do if you lose, and that's hilarious. People are very creative. If, if you haven't seen the series The League – it's a couple years old, so the players aren't still playing. But the comedy, the camaraderie, and the shit they pull is exactly what uh, well guys guys like me do. Uh, you, you professional twelve year olds, potty mouth, toilet humor, and then it's it's every, winning is everything. But yeah, I'm in one of these leagues too, and I, I love the punishments for losing, but I also love the names for the teams. They're pretty good. Um, I. Um, my favorite, I, I'm in two leagues. My favorite name for one of my teams is the Lexington Steelers, which I thought was very creative. Speaking of people who aren't in the biz anymore, if you know, you know. But that's for, and on that too, did you see the at the game in Kansas City? The Kansas City, they have a team there. They're called the Chiefs. And they um, they still honor Native American Chiefs. That's the whole point. They're not making fun of Chiefs. They're... Uh, they they're honoring them. So the Chiefs still have their they have their name for now. They're not like the Guardians in baseball that uh, just became the Guardians overnight. Didn't tell any of the they didn't tell Willie Mays Hayes he's no longer the Indians. They're the Guardians. <laughs> they're trying to build a team to help relocate us to Miami. Everybody wants to go to Miami. But uh, there was a dude, a kid, a kid there that wore the headdress, even though the Chiefs front office said they don't want people wearing headdresses. For again, because someone's got to be offended by something or else they're not living. But um, the kid had his face painted uh, because, again, crazy thought, when people go to games, especially football games, home games, some guys paint their faces. Some kids paint their faces. And that's okay, man. They're just out there for the experience. But he had a headdress on and he had half of his face painted red and then the other half's painted black. And they took a profile picture of him. And obviously a, a liberal um, reporter couldn't let that go. And he had to start saying how, well, if you weren't racist enough, now you're blackface and an Indian. You know, if you're, I mean, to me, it looked like a 10-year-old kid trying to enjoy a game and he was, he was cheering the Chiefs. But if you're a, a grown man and, and you, it's, you know, you're not rubber, you're glue. <laughs> just sticks to you and you got to be offended. They made a stink about it. Just showing the half the kid's face. And uh, it wasn't half a face, but again, who, uh, who's the media to tell you the truth? They don't need to tell the truth. The media does not need to tell the truth. They just need to be first. So this guy made a big stink, and he got some shit. It was kind of funny. 
Um, Outkick was was giving them shit, and they're just good because they don't they don't they don't pull any punches. They're usually right too. There's some funny Outkick stuff. I gotta look into that too. But yeah, the football thing, the um, fantasy football stuff. What a blast! Thanksgiving, and we're almost getting to that fun time of year where because like now we're in, you know the second the turkey's cold, you start decorating for Christmas. Everybody knows that. You start hearing the sweet sweet sounds of "All I Want for Christmas" by Mariah Carey, which doesn't make me want to completely take nothing um but it's you know christmas time and then christmas is awesome even though people get offended by christmas holiday list whatever but the time between like we're almost in coast mode which i love and then the time between christmas and new year's i don't even know why we number those days like i don't even know what day it is it's awesome though because you're kind of everyone's kind of recharging for the new year and the new me shit but we're almost there and it's fun and uh you know it's i don't think it's as bad as it used to be people are going to raise a stink about being offended by a nativity scene and by by our lord jesus who is an american have you seen that shirt i have that shirt too jesus was an american it's on rjo apparel i sell that shirt jesus and if you'll notice jesus on my shirt is a redhead white guy kind of like me and I made it as a joke because speaking of the Mayflower, that was a long time after Jesus. It was also before we had the United States of America. So I'm pretty sure based on where Jesus was born and at what time he wasn't a redheaded white dude and he wasn't an American. <laughs> but I made that shirt specifically for people to tell me that Jesus was in fact not an American just to get in that conversation. Because nowadays I can just say he identifies as a white redhead dude. And he was an American. That's how he identifies, and, and he'll kick your ass at girls' hockey. Believe that. Um, but, yeah, the, I mean, that, it, down is up, up is down. It is kind of, I mean, it's, if it wasn't heartbreaking, it would be funny to see some of the stuff that happens, like the ridiculous shit where you're going to get in trouble for telling the truth. You can lie about anything and just lie, and you're good. However you feel is good. Uh, but you tell the truth, you're, you're going to get in trouble there. I mean – there are people that what was this shit over in in um, in London, where they were hanging Palestinian flags, and one guy like got in a deep bunch of trouble or something for hanging up uh, a flag of England or something like that because that's hate speech or something. Down is up, up is down, and that's all. But that's that's what's happening, and that's you know we're not. I'm not really going anywhere specifically with this message, but if you think about what they are doing, and they are the they. The people doing this shit are not dumb. The the people with agendas, the Marxists in government, our government too. I'm not talking about China. Um, they're not dumb. They know what they're doing and it's on purpose. And I think it's for their own personal power. And once you, I mean, power is like anything. You get enough, you're going to want more. And they want more and more. And it's almost a game because they like to see what we will do. They want to see how far they can push us. And I think there's backroom deals where... Let's see what let's make up the most ridiculous shit and see if the not only if the people will do it, but we'll see if they'll fight over it. Because they can politicize anything they did. You're left or right. The left loves loves Hamas. The right loves Israel. The left loves mess. The, the left loves vaccines. The right does not. Um it, and it's they, they politicize everything. And you can't go one way or the other on anything. You have to be all in on one side or else you're ostracized, if that's crazy. But they know what they're doing. And I think it's here's my theory. Uh, because of my recent podcast about the Mayflower and about uh, the st- 
start of this country and how it became how it came to be and whatnot and then all the religion and it's the same fights a lot of different places um but but just to see where it's going and why and what i they want chaos the marxists and the communists want chaos in this country to bring it down because it's standing in the way of their one world government their one world digital currency that's a fucking problem too by the way because if you start going with their uh, ESG scores and equity and how we're all supposed to be honest at the end, we start doing two. I mean, because you're at a point now where you're going to places that don't accept currency. They accept digital. That's a problem because if you need a certain score or a certain vaccine or have a car that drives a certain speed, but you're not vaccinated, for example, then you all of a sudden can't buy stuff, right? That's pretty scary, but the, they're they're making. I mean, they've got us to the point where we believe standing six feet apart from each other, you can't get a virus. The dumbest shit ever. You, you know, somebody somebody in the government had a buddy who ran a plexiglass company, and they convinced people that if you put plexiglass everywhere in your office, at your cubicles, at Seven Eleven, in the Uber, that a sneeze won't go through. Well, we better get the government to buy a shit ton of this plexiglass. So I can line my pockets. I bet we can make these idiots do it. The idiots, by the way, are, are you and me. We're the idiots. I bet we can get them fighting over masks. I bet we can get them fighting over the origin. I bet. I mean, to the point where down is up, up is down. The punk rock people uh, rage against the machine are now the ones telling you to do everything the government tells you to do. What the fuck is that? You're supposed to rage against the machine, not put a cloth diaper on your face and stand six feet away from the other idiot. But they're doing this stuff on purpose. And, and, and also they want the, the more rights that you let people in power take from you, the more they're going to keep taking. They're going to keep taking and taking because it influences them. Look at, uh, look at they're, they're coming up on a thing in Dubai, uh, 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 climate change conference, where they're all, by the way, flying private jets to Dubai. And I'll let you, I'm sure they're going to go tell those liquid rich Arabs that oil is bad. I'm sure they'll fucking listen. But it doesn't matter. And they'll, they'll tell us to eat bugs while they eat steak. Don't, don't worry about it. The only ones not eating steak are, are um, you know, the representatives from India because, like, cows are superheroes to them. But the, the people in power and we keep doing stuff because if they can keep us afraid – they can keep making rules that make us think we're safe, but they're taking away our liberty so they can get more power. And this is a vicious cycle. Bear with me. Uh, being up in New England and seeing um, the history of this country and then the realization that a lot of the statues, they're tearing down. Ben Franklin, a patriot, never a president. I don't know if you know that. He wasn't a president, but he is on the uh, the, hunt, the, the, the hundo, the, the Benny. But um, um, they're, they're tearing his statues down. They're going for George Washington next. They, they've already put stuff on Abe Lincoln, who was the first Republican and also freed the slaves, which is which is odd. But they're um, what they're tearing it down because they're not teaching in public schools. They're not teaching the true origins of this country. They're not. Um, I mentioned last week that the only way we can teach history is try to make it relevant to our time and like. Like I said earlier, getting off a boat that was bobbing like a cork and then all of a sudden build a shelter, we can't relate to because a lot of us can't do that. A lot of us would just die. A lot of those people died. So they make it more relatable. Um, so like uh, Thomas Jefferson, his, his statues are coming down too. They're not teaching about the good stuff Thomas Jefferson did. He wrote the Declaration of Independence. He also wanted to put in there that we need to abolish slavery, but it didn't. 
get in the Declaration of Independence because that was the time and it didn't fit. But he knew slavery was bad and they're doing things to stop the slave trade. They're working up to it. He also being, you know, uh, he was promiscuous, and I think he had an affair with one of his slaves. I think he had a kid with one of his slaves, and that's what they teach. And they teach he's a slave owner, and he knocked up a slave and had an illegitimate kid and all that stuff. He's bad. He's a slave owner. Tear a statue down, erase his history, the good stuff. All the, They're teaching. They don't even call them the, the founding fathers. They call them the framers because you got to keep it gender neutral. And these were racist white guys. That's what they're teaching them because – they want you to hate them just for that. They don't want to talk about the great thing. This is a great country. You won the lottery if you were born here. There are a lot worse places to be than here. I mean, if this was such a bad place, why are so many people trying to get here? No, I mean, other than the fact that, uh, especially the left-hand side of the uh, politicians, they love having everyone come here. That, again, is for more votes for them. For what? Their personal power. <clears throat> but what they're doing, and here's where it gets slick, and I hope you've thought of this. What they're doing is if they teach you that these men were bad, then the documents they wrote were bad. And what's one of the documents they wrote? Well, that's called the Constitution. That was bad then, right? If it was written by these racists, it has to be bad. So if we slowly start getting rid of the Constitution, what's in the Constitution? Your rights, what you can do. What prevents you from getting rolled up an unlawful search or seizure? What prevents... Uh, you from being able to speak. I mean, look at free speech. That's going away, man. People are getting arrested for shit they say. They're, and if, if if they're teaching kids, and all you got to do is, is uh, you know, little people grow up to be big people. Teach them from an early age to hate a certain thing. They're going to grow up to be in a position of power. You start getting rid of that constitution. You start getting rid of your rights. Next thing you know, you'll be uh, quartering soldiers in your house. They're getting rid of all of it. I mean, obviously, um, you know, abortion is not going anywhere because that, well, that Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving, plus high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H E R O.co. That's not in there. But, uh, the, the, I mean, but think about that. Slowly, slowly teach the kids their foundation is bad. Slowly, slowly take away their rights. And then all of a sudden, I'm still in power. They have fewer rights. I have more power. Very, very scary what they're doing. And like I said, this is not an accident. But that is some sports stuff and history stuff. But let's combine the two because I like to do a little bit of history on the Operator Podcast. Um, November 29th. One that I'm, I'm kind of just flipping through stuff here. In 1890, I didn't even know the game was that old. 1890, November 29th, was the first ever Army-Navy game, football game. And it was played at West Point, and Navy won 24-0. And they didn't have cameras like they do now back then, but I'm assuming there was not a lot of passing that game. Interesting, though. Also, uh, November 29th, 1976. This story, I think, is pretty cool, too has to do with sports, and it has to do with New York. I always bring up New York. It's, it's, it seems to just be the center of everything. But that is um, when Reggie Jackson signed a big contract as a, one of the first free agents. Before, he was the toast of the 
the Big Apple of New York City, Reggie Jackson, was the heart of the Oakland Athletics, the Oakland A's dynasty. And it almost went in a completely different direction, I guess, because of um, one of his managers. But on November 29, 1976, Reggie Jackson, the prize catch in the first ever batch of Major League Baseball free agents, signed a five-year. Get ready for this. For Reggie Jackson, five years, $3.5 million. That's not per year. That's total with the New York Yankees. George Steinbrenner just knowing how to do it. That move made the defending American League champions even more formidable as George Steinbrenner executed his plan to bring the Yankees back to the top of the world of baseball, which is where they usually are anyway. Um, But just days earlier, uh, Jackson and his agent traveled to Montreal where his former manager at the A's had recently become the manager of the Expos, and they were making a big push to get Reggie Jackson up to Montreal, up into Canada. And he didn't really love Montreal, I guess. That's what uh, his manager said in um, one of his autobiographies. But he loved me, is what he said, and that could get him up there. That was a start. Maybe we can get him to Montreal. Because Reggie Jackson, I guess, was 30 years old at the time. He's a primetime player in the prime time of his life. Um, he So uh, Jesse Jackson started with uh, the A's in 1967. And by 1971... They had a pretty good roster, I guess. Um, that guy I was talking about, Mr. Williams, who was the manager of both. They both ended up in the Hall of Fame. But he, he was the manager of the Oakland A's. He started in 1971. And Mr. Williams, I guess his autobiography I'm reading here was called No More Mr. Nice Guy. I got to read that one. Um, but when they were there, they led, he led the team to three straight American League West titles and the World Series championships in 1972 and 1973. So it turns out Williams and Jackson were getting along pretty well. Jackson won, Reggie Jackson won the 1973 AL Most Valuable Player Award and the World Series MVP, same year, 1973. And following the 1975 season and with free agency, um, Reggie Jackson was traded to Baltimore, played for the Orioles. He hit uh, 27 home runs in 1976 before declaring himself a free agent. And then, being in his prime and not going to Canada, he went and took his talents to Yankee Stadium. He turned down more money uh, with the Expos, and he also turned down money from, I guess, the Padres and the Mets but because he wanted to wear the pinstripes. And uh, by the end of his new contract, he led the Yankees to four postseasons in five years. And the Yankees won the title, the World Series, in 1977 and 1978. A lot of people would call that back-to-back. Uh, George Steinbrenner, who was the owner of the Yankees, he went out the contract to sign Jackson over more money with the Expos and the Padres. Uh, so Charles uh, brought, um, Bronfman of the Padres and Ray Kroc, who um, owned McDonald's, too, <laughs> uh, was pretty funny. He became the Reggie Jackson became uh, the prize in a classic bidding war, I guess, between several teams. And he chose the Yankees, like I said, to a five-year deal worth $3.5 million. Um and what Steinbrenner said, which I think is pretty cool, is the greatest thing – he's talking about the bidding war with uh, Reggie Jackson and the other teams. The greatest thing I had going for me was New York. Uh, that's what Steinbrenner told the New York Daily News. He said, Bronfman, who ran Seagram's Beverage Company, he can have his liquor in Montreal and Croc, uh, founder of McDonald's, can have his hamburgers in San Diego. But no matter how people try to demean New York, it's still the Big Apple. That's Which is true, man. New York is the city. And in five years with New York, Jackson hit 
281 with 144 home runs and 461 RBI, earning All-Star Game roster spot on each of those seasons. His 1980 campaign may have been the best of his career. Reggie Jackson hit 300 for the first time, crushing 41 home runs while driving in 111 RBI. And he'll be forever remembered for 1977 when uh, in Game 6 of the World Series, he had three swings and he hit three home runs, and that's why we call him Mr. October. And he led the Yankees to back-to-back World Series titles. He left uh, after his contract expired in 1981. He played six more seasons with the A's and the Angels. Um, and then he, I guess he finished up with 563 home runs, 1,702 RBI, and five World Series titles. And five World Series titles, that's impressive. And Reggie Jackson was elected to the Hall of Fame in 1993 after that kick-ass contract signed this day. Five years, $3.5 million. That is crazy that you can get Mr. October for that amount of money, even with you know uh, what's comparable to inflation and whatnot. Look at some of the contracts that people have signed recently. Aaron Judge, again, the Yankees. Apparently, there's money in New York. He signed uh, nine years for $360 million. Uh, Bryce Harper, 13 years, $330 million. Corey Seager with the Rangers, 10 years, $325 million. Garrett Cole with the Yankees, nine years, $324 million. Um, Manny Machado, 10 years with the Padres, $300 million. Trey Turner with the Phillies, same uh, tie, 11 years, $300 million. But you're getting Reggie fucking Jackson, man. Crazy, $3.5 million. That is insane when you look at it and you got the football. You got the, oh, and also this day in history. This one I'm bringing up simply because it is it is um, uh, November 29th. I actually got in trouble for a tweet. I was working with a news network, a worldwide news network. I sent out a tweet about this. Uh, this is would be five years since Matt Lauer was fired from the Today Show of sexual abuse allegations. I'm not trying to, uh, uh, I don't like getting pleasure out of other men's pain, but it just reminded me that I uh, sent out a tweet one time. Somebody asked me, what was the most difficult hand-to-hand combat situation you've ever been in? And I said, that must have been when I had to smack Matt Lauer's hand off Keith Olbermann's ass. Got in trouble for that. But it is always fun to look back into history and uh, certain goings on. November 29th. You know what they're doing today? Yeah, and it's always, It always comes back to New York. What they're doing today in New York is going to be the lighting of the, uh, the Christmas tree, the holiday tree, whatever they call it, tree. They're doing it at uh, 30 Rockefeller Plaza. Big tree. And you would think that would be a time... I love Christmas. I hope you do. The time of year where, uh, you know, because we did mention, I mentioned, you were listening, to the time between Christmas and New Year's. But, like, the Christmas season is just awesome. Um, and you would think in New York it'd be great because you got the people skating around. you got great restaurants everywhere, obviously. But now it's kind of um, just with the just the policies and how crime is up. And it is, too. I... I I I do always say that it's better in person than it is on the internet, but it is. I mean, it's getting pretty bad. Cops are leaving even before retirement, going to different places to get their pensions. Uh, they're having their budgets cut uh, in NYPD. They're losing all kinds of cops. The next, I think, five police academies are canceled, and just craziness going on because of, of um, bad laws, no cash bail. 
people getting out and then criminals on the street, they're just going to stay on the street, go back to crime. If you know you're not going to be punished, especially just get a ticket for stuff, you're going to go out there and do that. And then the, with the lighting, I guess there's a there's a group called Within Our Lifetime, which is an activist group, pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas. They're going to protest, I guess, at the the lighting of the Christmas tree tonight. Keep an eye on that. I don't know what the cops can do or will do because a lot of the cops, if you put yourself in their shoes, why would you even interject the the best thing that could happen is you don't get arrested yourself. The worst thing is you do get arrested and end up in in um, in prison somewhere. I mean, look at uh, that dude from Minneapolis, Chauvin, former officer Chauvin, that got damn near stabbed to death in Arizona. They got that guy in general population for some reason. Um, he's the officer that was kneeling on George Floyd's neck. And obviously the new stuff just came out that suggests that he was using a move that was taught to him by trainers and that George Floyd had shoved a bunch of fentanyl down his mouth because he didn't want to get caught with it like he'd done before. Don't want to touch that one right now, but, um, you know, being a cop in jail for doing that, uh, I wasn't there for either one of those. We all saw it, but he got stabbed in Arizona. Why is he in general population? Why can't they find... Anyone who potentially did it stabbed the guy to death. There's no there's no footage. Why couldn't they find the cocaine in the White House? Why did Jeffrey Epstein kill himself in the most secure uh, jail cell ever? Um, but it will be interesting to see what within our lifetime does, because they said they're going to protest the lighting of the Christmas tree. Because why why not? What a better cause to, to raise awareness for what you believe than protesting a lighting of a Christmas tree. But they're going to do that, so keep your eye keep your eyes open for that. And then uh, that's November 29th. What else? You know what else happened in 1972 on November 29th is uh, Pong. Pong happened. For all you younger folks, Pong is a uh, is a video game. The modern video game industry was born on November 29th, 1972, in get a load of this, Sunnyvale, California, Andy Caps Tavern. The game was Pong, a machine recently constructed by Al Alcorn, an engineer working for gaming entrepreneurs Nolan Bushnell and Ted Dabney, who had recently incorporated under the name Atari, which is pretty cool. Pong came out on this day. Not exactly Madden, not exactly Grand Theft Auto, but uh, Pong, that's pretty cool. Uh, and also, did we did I mention that in uh, on this day in 1893, the uh, Zikang Institute, today known as Wuhan University, is founded. So there's good. That's good. Wuhan's out there. Always good to uh, to hear from Wuhan, and see what they're up to, because that's coming back. It is an it's going to be an election year. Every year's an election year, but the election's coming up, and they're already talking about China, Wuhan, and this time it's going to be a virus that goes into the schools. Because they didn't quite get enough kids sick with... It turns out the last one they made up with our funding uh, killed a bunch of senior citizens because we rounded them up. Um, but that wasn't hurting the kids, scaring the kids enough. So this one's going to get the kids and obviously mail-in ballots, things like that, because there's got to be a way to do this. But um, Wuhan, <laughs> something on this day. And here's... I was flipping through. It's not even necessarily my notes. It's just different uh, tabs or windows, whichever. Uh, on this day in 1941, and this is a, a touch of a conspiracy theory, so I do need to at least look at what I'm looking at here. Let's see if I can find it. Well, there was a ship called, where was it? I, I apparently got a couple things that were pulled up here. 
But well, what I was doing was I was looking up um, this ship called the Lurline, the SS Lurline. And SS stands for steamship because there's the, the USS United States ship, whatever the SS is steamship. The Lurline, apparently on uh, November 29th, that's today in 1941, uh, send out a signal that it had sighted the Japanese fleet. It was headed into Honolulu. It saw the Japanese fleet and it was coming in from the north and the west. And uh, they alerted some people when they got to Honolulu. And they were letting the people know, um, hey, the Japanese fleet are out there. And that's where the conspiracy starts. There was pre-warning of um, of the bombing of Pearl Harbor. I, and I'm not, I'm not taking a side here. I'm just, I was going through notes and whatnots and, and doing a good seeker search. S e e k r seeker. Use seeker, man. That's some kick-ass technology. I was doing a search. And that's that's the uh, conspiracy theory started there because it, you know some of the carriers weren't in port when the Japanese bombed. They were out to sea, which is the reason we ended up winning in the Pacific. But there's uh, some of the powers that be, MacArthur and such, wanted an attack so they could get into the fight in Germany. And again, the whole military-industrial complex thing. That they, anyway, allegedly, the SS Lurline spotted them and said, hey, there's a, a fleet of bad guys out there. And they didn't listen. That was then. So, November 29th. Also, I guess a dude went down to... Since we're on conspiracy theories... Um, who did that? Uh, shit, I gotta look at that. Uh, a dude went down to um, the South Pole, Antarctica, and discovered it. He, he, he said, by my calculations, I am over the South Pole. Which is kind of cool, because that comes up with the whole flat Earth thing, too. Is the South Pole real, or does it just surround the entire thing? Um with a big ice wall and we're just kind of living in fear, but that's uh that's all to, that's, that's just historical stuff that's kind of going on. But I, I brought up the, uh, the Palestinian thing cause we always got to talk about that and then how the, how our politicians get involved and, and which side does what and how we listen to them and why. And it, uh, one of the key indicators that I've found with listening to politicians is when they start saying to be clear, that's when they're full of shit. Uh, you don't need to say to be clear. It's like saying, well, to be honest, well, you weren't being honest before. So they say to be clear, and they start. I mean, the, the, all you got to do to look at um, at politicians are the ones that say, "Well, the borders." People say the borders open. It's not open. The borders secure. Well, you're lying. I mean, we can all see it. Well, the inflation is not real. Well, it's up. You know, there's basic stuff you buy is up eighteen percent. That's it's real. Well, no, it's not. Well, yes, it is. So you can tell these people are just just lying their faces off when they say to be clear, and when they say the you know the price went up and all that nonsense. But um, oh. November 29th, what a great day. I mentioned uh, the thing in Dubai. I just found out President Biden is not going to that because he's in a, he's in a tough spot here because he's losing a lot of the fanatics on his side of the aisle because he supported Israel. And, that, and did you see, too, that when he supported Israel, he actually apologized and said uh, he's ashamed of himself? A president doesn't do that, by the way. You don't, first of all, you don't really need to apologize I personally think if you're wrong, you should apologize, and that's fine. But he apologized and said he's ashamed of himself for supporting Israel. And now he's having a tough time because he doesn't want to go to the the uh, gl- uh, climate change thing in Dubai because secretly, not necessarily secretly, but not in the biggest of um, headlines, we're we're starting to pump out some oil again, and we're, we're making money off it because gas prices – <laughs> like everything, we're going up a lot because we're talking about the clean energy, green energy, all that nonsense. And so we're going to shut down all the 
oil here, which makes the gas prices go up. But that's going to hurt. I mean, if you if you're in a position in an administration spending the way this administration is with because a lot of people day to day don't really care about the debt and the deficit. But when your prices on basic stuff start going up the, the way they have, you're going to vote that way. And so with gas prices and food prices because of gas prices and all that stuff going up, then they got to figure out a way to get them down. Again, it's a political thing, not a not a um, environmental thing. So we're pumping out gas because there's an embargo on um, Russian oil. So we're selling it to, to um, Europe, things like that. And the president, I'm assuming, doesn't want to go over there because if he's going to a rich oil country, he's going to lose more of the left base who are climate fanatics because um, they've got wonderful ideas because cow farts are destroying your children's future. And, and we can harness wind energy, which we can't, and then make it mandatory for everyone to buy an electric car, even though those things are proven to be shit because they're so expensive. I was, I was driving around New England the other day, and this is on Sunday, the, day, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, so a lot of people are traveling. And um, you know, you're sitting there cramped, whether you're driving or a passenger, and you're sick of your book, or you're tired of your show, you're sick of the music or the conversation. Um, can you imagine... You got like say you got a six hour drive, but now there's traffic, so it's a bit longer. Can you fucking imagine? Oh, I gotta pull over now, and then I gotta charge my car for three hours. But before that, I gotta wait for another four or five hours because some asshole in front of me is charging his car, and then I gotta charge. Can you imagine that chaos? I mean, you get pissed when there's a line at the gas station, which takes a matter of minutes. Imagine we have to charge our car. Can you imagine? Well, first of all, the government can't mandate that we buy these stupid cars. Um, but they're, they're going to try because, you know, once we forget about our rights, maybe we have to have electric cars, which is just a complete nonsense. All, a lot of these policies, all they do is take you back. They take, it's amazing the progressives shit on progress, Get, getting as far as we can from the first people that came here on the Mayflower to moving out West in the wagons to, uh, the horseless carriage to driving to trains to planes to fuel just i mean now that's the in new york i have seen it where you they took away plastic bags for you know how you do the thing at the grocery store when you get home and say the groceries are in your trunk and if i know dudes do this i know i do this one trip every gro i'm going to put them all on my um all on my wrists I'm taking all 19 bags in one shot, right? Can't do it in New York anymore. You know why they got rid of um, plastic bags? And they're back to the, like, 1981 Kramer versus Kramer um, paper bag with no handles that is just the most inconvenient shit because we're saving the world. And I don't even know where I'm going with this. But uh, could, could you imagine if you uh, um, have to – I couldn't even imagine – well – I started off that adventure imagining getting off a boat and having to build a settlement, but then just to be in a car pissed off at the 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 damn audiobook I have sucks and now I gotta charge my car after this guy's done charging his car. Just stupid. Put fuel in it works. And I don't even think it's a fossil fuel anymore. Have you heard that thing? They might not it might not be from dead fossils that melted into the earth. It might just be regenerating, which is throw a hole. You know, we better start lying about that too. And even with the prices going up, god damn. Uh even with the prices going up with uh the president, oh, and he just just reeks dominance and, and uh, confidence uh, going with the flow of the votes. But he's out there saying, and we just got to tell these people to stop gouging the prices. Just, no. You, you, why, why does the government think it needs to get involved 
with problems it started. The government starts the problems, and then the government's going to fix the problem? No. The, the way that prices... Prices don't get gouged because someone they're going to charge as much as they can to make as much of a profit as they can until the consumer consumer stops buying from them. That's when they lower them. Not because Uncle Joe shows up and you know dripping ice cream off his chin saying you better lower those. It doesn't work that way. But uh, yeah, these are these are the politicians that just talk out of the sides of their mouth. But uh, but what it all comes back to is Joe Biden's not going to go to the event over there because he's he's losing capital everywhere, uh, political capital. Uh, he's good money money wise. Bidenomics works for that family which is great. But um, it, it does come back to the tree lighting, and then uh, the left is going against Biden because, like I said, it all has to be left and right instead of looking at your own um, your own issues line by line, which they don't do anymore because we are at a point where it's not even the lawmakers making laws. It's the three-letter agencies and all that nonsense. But, um, with, I mean, even with the uh, – he, so he, he's, he's not – I'm still saying this. He's not going to be on the ballot in a year. I don't think I don't think he can make it that far, and even see the left. They're they're trying to f- <laughs> they're trying to figure out who to get there. Who do they get there? I mean, the only, I, I can I'm not even going to give them ideas. Whatever, we'll see what happens. I'm saying O'Neill Sheen, 2024. You know, the only problem is what if we win? That's a good shirt. You should get that shirt uh, at RJO Apparel. O'Neill Sheen, and they even have our faces on there. I have a I have a white face and red hair, just like Jesus. He was an American. <laughs> um, yeah, the Palestinian thing too. So, so the the new thing too is the with the um, the even the prisoner swap. They can't uh, talking about telling the truth. They're uh, trading terrorists for people that were kidnapped, babies that were kidnapped. So, I mean, some of the babies, Hamas is saying, well, we're no longer in in control of the babies. You know, it's it just the most, and even even the, the the little kids they're bringing back that were forced to watch their parents be murdered in front of them in there. Uh, there's people on TV saying, "Well, you know, it, they're back. At least that's good. They're 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 fine." No, they're not fine. Forever. And we're giving back uh, terrorists. Did you see the woman that uh, that was given back? And they they showed the before and after picture before Israeli captivity and after, and her face looked like it was melted, like is, Israeli soldiers were in there melting her face. That's not what happened. They. Uh, uh, she set off a car bomb that kind of went low order, and she thought it would be a good idea to have like a big balloon of gasoline, and she lit it when she got pulled over, and it just burned the fuck out of her face, and they arrested her for terrorism. That's she. That was her trying to be a martyr, but that's that's the way they're trying to trying to line it up with the with the your side versus their side, and you know the truth uh, the truth not necessarily being told. It's it's pretty easy to tell the truth if you stop and take a breath and and think about it. You can sort of tell. You can I mean. You can lie. You can lie to people, but it's hard to lie to yourself. It's not hard to sit back and realize what's wrong and what's right. And again, this is coming from someone who's not perfect, um, and I've proven that. There's not a lot of shit I can prove, but I've proven I've failed. So, and so have you. But you know, pick yourself up, dust off, uh, and it, if, you, if you fail, just try not to do it again and learn from it. Right? If you can pick yourself up, um, admit the truth, you're never out of the fight. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra-low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra-low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving, plus high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.